Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by Patreon.com slash challenge mania now patreon is always important to us it is what keeps the lights on but in the days that we are living in now and with this crisis that everybody's going through it is more important now than ever and guess what with total madness on the horizon next wednesday it is there is no better time to become a challenge mania patron than right now we're going to be giving you the madhouse every wednesday night right after the challenge goes off the air and as we said only if you're in a position to do so but if you are we would love it if you consider joining the pods squad all right you didn't come for me you came for d so on the line right now he's on a car rolling sideways down a flaming highway he just hopped off of a tank into a helicopter he's kicking a, a couple of flaming soccer balls he's ready for total madness straight out of the bunker mr Derek kaczynski what's up dude oh uh, yeah man i'm over here doing uh jump ropes in my kitchen how about that you ever done uh uh jump ropes on your kitchen floor i wonder how many people have done that um, desperate times call for death. <laughs> he just texted me this crazy video. It was like, if you love a motherfucker, tell a motherfucker, send this to a motherfucker. I was like, okay, that's really random. It was just some guy, and he said, to, you know, send this to ten people who, uh, who you love, motherfucker. And I was, I was one of them. So I was just like, man, I don't know how the world's coming full circle, but you know, with. You know, the quarantine and, and the bunker and everything that's going on in the world and the fifth sport literally being the only sport on television in a couple of days. And we've got the freaking man on the line. Um, I, Like, I don't know, man. It's all just feels like it's coming full circle. Even the jump ropes in my kitchen. It's like I'm still getting my workouts in. Not posted all of them, but I'll be ready. You know, I'll be ready for a tank. You know, we mentioned the challenge, uh, the unofficial fifth sport uh, by process of elimination, football, basketball, baseball, <laughs> hockey. I guess now it's the de facto first sport uh, coming to you on April 1st. Yeah. Total madness could not be a better time. I mean, could not be a worse time with everything going on in the world, but could not be a better time for us to appreciate the challenge on Wednesday nights, 90 minute episodes. We are excited to bring you the Madhouse every Wednesday. DNI tape a podcast that goes up right away. So before the West Coast feeds even over we've got our podcast up where we break down every episode in detail sometimes we are joined by special guests look i guess one of the the silver linings of being uh stuck in our homes these past few weeks we've been pumping out the bonus content over at patreon.com slash challenge mania and 
A big part of what we do over here is, is fueled by the live show business. That, of course, is put on indefinite hiatus. We can't come to Tampa in a few weeks. New York is probably getting put on hold. Who knows what will happen with New Orleans. Um, so really, all we have to do is put out content here for you on iTunes, on Podbean, on uh, on Spreaker, I should say, over at Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast, And that's what we're doing for you today for free, a Challenge Mania, Mania interview for you guys. And then also what we do at Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. We've been churning out bonus content left and right. I did a two-part podcast series on the Tiger King on Netflix. I had Emily Longaretta on to talk about the state of the entertainment industry during the coronavirus crisis. Um, we did a full-on breakdown of our Challenge Madness bracket, both the female and male side. I think when you combine both of them with Alan Aguirre, it's about five hours of content. We broke down that trailer, D, like the Sapruder film. We talked about every single moment in that trailer, every glimpse of an elimination, every highlight, every low light, every fight, every hookup. Uh, so if you want any of that, patreon.com slash challenge mania. You help us. We help you. Yeah. And if uh, if that's not enough to get your juices flowing uh, for the new season, I mean, the guy the guy that you were about to knock on on, on his door over here. Um, that's this. This is the way to go, man. Challenge mania. Yeah, one of our favorite guests, and you guys love him. You ask for him all the time. We don't like to bother him too often. You know, we uh, we had him. He showed up at our, our Vegas show last August, which was a delight, and he's been on the podcast twice before. I think we're kind of working on like a one-time-a-year pace, which is good. We get to catch up on the two seasons prior, hype up the next season, which, of course, is Total Madness. He's talking about Mr. TJ Lavin. That's right. We call him the, uh, the referee, the head coach, the principal of the challenge, all of the above, especially if you're someone in Derek's shoes who has to stare on the other side of the playing field for the man so often, but he's absolutely oh, whoa, whoa, great Don't to get talk too close. To. Don't get too close. Don't get too close. Don't get too close. That's right. That's right. That's why I like to do these things remotely. Can't get too close. All the safe distancing, all the social distancing, well in play here. Um, guys, I mentioned the Patreon. That is only if you're in a position to do so. We know this is a tough time for everybody, so please don't go outside your means, but we're going to be loading it up with bonus content. We hope that you come on board for this next challenge season and be a part of it with us. It's a great time to test out what the Madhouse is like. Each of those podcasts is dedicated to that week's episode. So, you know, this podcast, we're talking to TJ Lab. We're talking about a few seasons. We're hyping up the next one. We're talking about pretty much all of challenge history. But over there at patreon.com slash challenge mania, right when that episode is fresh in your mind on Wednesday night, we go straight to the patrons. We get a bunch of questions and we dive right into it for at least 90 minutes. So it's a great way to really just sink your teeth into this season of the challenge when I think it's going to mean more to us, more to the maniacs out there than any season of the challenge ever has before, just given the limitations of what else we can watch, what else we can do with our daily lives these days. Let's go let the madness in, Scott. Yeah, let the well, madness in. Let the maniacs in. Let the maniacs in. I just want to let, let people know in. one other way you can support the podcast. You can also support uh, your favorite cast members. If you go to challengemania.shop, uh, they are still shipping out gear. We got tons of new t-shirts over there. We also have house stuff. I know a lot of people are stuck in their houses. You can get a shower curtain. You can get a bath mat. You can get a blanket. You want to cozy up and watch the challenge wrapped in a nice Challenge Mania blanket. Uh, check that stuff out over there. It's a way to get some cool swag for yourself while giving a little bit back to the podcast as well that's challengemania.shop and uh, that's the last plug I'll get in. I know you guys are used to hearing a million live show plugs. Truth be told, we don't know when the next time we'll be able to get on a stage near you will be. So for now, D's over there in Morgantown. I'm over here in the Lower East Side slash East Village of Manhattan. And uh, we're bringing you 
an interview with the man, the mayor of Las Vegas, I think, pretty much at this point. You'll, you'll hear why I say that when you hear the story at the end of this, uh, at the end of this podcast of a running he has there. The mayor of Las Vegas and the, uh, the governor of the challenge, Mr. TJ Lavin. Yeah. Thanks, maniacs. Thanks, patrons. And, uh, uh, you know, sending good vibes to everyone that's, uh, going through all this crazy shit. man how's it going you sound so much better than when we this did this last time i think you were like in uh at the diner i feel like you were at the diner with the mafia i think that was the first i think that was the first time then the second time he sounded clear as day and now he sounds equally clear as day uh thanks for doing this man we appreciate you uh chatting with us yeah no worries man how are you guys not not bad man i you know i really just uh for me it's like uh just uh you know i always uh a major appreciation that you you know take the time and and just you know show us love over here at challenge mania man and uh you know i i always get nervous before i talk to you like i almost feel like i'm talking i feel like i'm either talking to like you know to like the head coach or like you know the referee or like the, the principal uh, yeah, the principal. Yeah, that, it's more like we're talking to the principal and like, you know, I don't want to, you know, ask ask too many like, you know, I, I don't like asking juicy questions. I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I like I don't want to know. You know what I mean? I feel like there's always like a there's like a line between me and TJ Lavin and I can't cross that line out of like respect, you know, uh, to, to the game, yeah, to the franchise to what you do and like and, and all the seasons that you've put in and you know and, and there is you know and there's a line because i may at some point see him across that line you know and it's just different you know yeah yeah i, I hear you totally it's, yeah. it's uh it's something you know it's it definitely there's there's definitely a line there's definitely something that you have to respect that we have to respect for each other you know same as I don't know what you guys are thinking. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going on with you guys, like like in the house and things like that. Like I'll never know that. That's so cool. Yeah, you call it a house. Now it's like a underground bunker, basement, whatever you guys uh, put them in this go around. Is that just like, you know, sort of the opposite of time off for good behavior? Are you guys sick of these kids just like, you know, getting in trouble and whatnot? You're like, all right, you guys don't deserve a mansion anymore. We're going to put you in a bomb shelter for this one. No, just the theme. It's just the theme of this show. So, like, this season is 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 so badass. I mean, it's really really cool. And and the actual bunker, quote unquote, is 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 like pretty damn cool, dude. Like, I went in there and checked it out, and and it's 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 really cool. And they they have a a whole bunch of stuff to do and a lot of cool things to do, but. I don't know how it would be living there 24-7, though. <laughs> I got to say, it would be pretty weird and pretty hard. How weird is it that you guys filmed this, I mean, months and months before the coronavirus was even a thing? And now here we are. We're sitting all quarantined in our own respective homes, just waiting for the show to drop next Wednesday. And the theme of the show is total madness, which is sort of what we're all going through as a world now. And they're, they're living in a bunker. They're essentially quarantined on their end. We're all quarantined on our end. It's just, I mean, the most weirdly poetic, you know, symmetry here that we're about to go through with you guys. You guys obviously already went through it, but we're about to go through it with you guys living in as similar conditions as we could possibly be living in. 
Yeah, dude, that's so funny because I was sitting here in Vegas and then my house is kind of a, a playhouse, right? So like I have a, a gym and, and, and like some, a studio and a lot of things to keep me preoccupied with, with, with coolness and then, and a track out back and whatever, you know? So it's cool, but I still can't leave. And it really sucks when you can't leave. You know what I mean? It's like when you're told you can't do something, it makes you really, really want to do it. And that's, that's what's going on right now is it's like, man, I just want to go do something cool and, but nothing's open anyway. So it, it's, it's incredible, man. I, I look at like Derek, you've, you've lived through some pretty cool and pretty crazy things and crazy times, but I can't imagine how much I would look forward to a challenge if I was stuck in the house all the time and, and, you know, it'd be like an outing. Well, it's, it's weird because it's like, for me, I'm stuck at the house and I just constantly adapt. You know, it's like my kitchen turns into the gym. My room turns into the office, you know, um, the living room turns into figuring out how to be the best NBA 2K player I can with my son. So I'm like, in some aspects, I turned, I, I, I'm like 15 again, like with my kid, you know, like the playing video games, like it's summer break in high school, you know, obviously, yeah. there's, obviously there's a lot of things going on in the world that are just like, you know, mind blowing. And I don't want to under, you know, I, I don't want to underplay, you know, the, you know, the, the, the virus and the pandemic and, 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 you know, the, you know, the, the people that are, you know, so negatively affected, you know, but you know, if, if my family doesn't have it, someone close to me doesn't have it. Like I'm just stuck in here, man. I'm quarantined and I, I don't want to go anywhere because I don't want to give it to anybody. So to be honest with you, I'm just stuck adapting and I really want to get your thoughts on this becoming that this is the sport. This is the only fucking sport that people are going to be able to watch in a week. Yeah. That's what's so crazy. Like it, 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 like for challenge, for the challenge gods, it's pretty damn cool. Like that, that everybody's sportings and sports and, you know, I'm not even really a team sport dude, except for hockey. Now that we have that, but uh, I like, I love hockey and now they canceled that season. I was like, damn, that, that, that hits home. They, they say no more, no more basketball, no more baseball, no more this. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? And then when they said hockey, I was like, what? What? <laughs> and then now, now, but now the show's coming out and, uh, yeah, you're right, man. There's a lot of thirst out there for some, some action. No, you know, it's just like, it, it's like it, how it becomes a sport to me. It's how all these other sports become, you know, it, it, it becomes sports to other people. It's this like reoccurring theme, these like reoccurring rules, you know? And I think the common theme that we're seeing and based on this new bracket that we just saw, uh, the challenge put up is like these eliminations. It sounds like we're going to see these, you know, reoccurring eliminations again, whether it's balls in, with a ball on fire this time around, which you've seen in the trailer, so we're not giving anything away, or the fucking rip the object out of someone's hand uh, elimination. I think that this is kind of what makes the challenge turn now turn into a real sport. Yeah, for sure. And not to mention, like, all the uh, the action that's going on with it, you know, like like helicopters and and tanks and you name it, dude. It's It's pretty damn cool. The, some of the stuff that we got to do and, and see and, and like it, it's a, it's a whole different level. The whole setting 
is weird, man. It's, it's, it's the whole setting is, uh, post war, post world war three apocalyptic scene. And that's kind of how the whole world is really becoming right this second. It's so weird. Now, uh, you know, mention obviously the weird timing of all this as far as the show, both with the theme, but also just timing couldn't be better as far as when America and pretty much the whole planet could use some entertainment these days. But that completely aside, because nobody could have planned for that. I felt like this was a longer layoff in between seasons. And I feel like, you know, I might be hypersensitive to that because we cover the show so closely. But I think we're used to like maybe a couple months here or there. But the last season ended towards the, you know, the beginning of December. and We had to wait all the way till April 1st. Um, do you have any idea why that was? Was it any sort of like syncing up the schedules to the broadcast in the other countries? Did they feel like this was a good time for the show to air? And, you know, do you care or did you get privy to any of that information? Yeah, we were we were making sure that that uh, everyone in the world was locked down, and like it took a little time for America to get locked down, so we were just waiting on that. Oh, interesting. So you guys basically just kidding, dude. I'm kidding. He started. He started the virus, Scott. Well, when you first started saying that, when, it, when you first started saying that, where I didn't know you were joking, I, I thought what you meant was you were waiting for, say, like, you know, the UK or Australia to finish with the, the last season. So you're all locked in. Then I realized no, you're saying locked down. No, no, and I'm no, like, no. oh, shit. <laughs> He's kidding. Uh, no, no, no. I'm totally joking, dude. It, it, it's something that, that, like, you know, I don't know why it happened so late, um, but I think it's because they are taking their sweet time cutting it together, and there's so much to do. Like there is so much to cut, so much to do that they they uh, it took a little more time than we we had planned. Let me ask you like an inside baseball crew question because these trailers I've been seeing lately, the past couple, and especially this last one, has some shots in it. And like some of the footage I've seen from the season, some of the slow-mo stuff that you guys get now during particularly the daily challenges is really cinematic. So like you've been doing the show for so long, I assume you can tell the difference in equipment, the difference in staffing and whatnot. Are there any major changes that like we would understand as far as why this stuff looks so much better these days? Is it just like, you know, advances in technology or are you guys bringing in additional crew with special cameras to get angles and slow-mo footage that you guys never used to get? Cause I'm not going to lie. This thing, like this last trailer, there are some shots in it that I'm like, this is like straight out of 1917. Like take out, take out your, your, your first podcast you ever did. Right. And then now take the today's podcasts. <laughs> And how good of an interviewer you've become. And like you, you think the, the level, how, how many levels above you have. And then add 36 seasons on top of that, or 35 <laughs> seasons. You know what I'm saying? So 35 seasons of that. Um, you know, and for me, it's been 15 years, uh, of, of hosting this show. So like you're gonna, you, you have to get good at it. You don't even have a choice. You're like, dude. Like, when are you going to get good at this, man? You know, like, there's, there comes a time in your life when you're like, okay, cool. Now I'm getting, getting pretty decent. You know, like they say 10,000 hours. Well, they have a lot more than 10,000 hours put into this show. And I think that it's just all a matter of time. Are you guys using like jibs and steady cams and any like gear that you oh, notice? Like jibs, like jibs are like back in the day, bro. Like jibs right. are like, like that's that. I mean, we still use them, but they're more obsolete than, then they are used as, as, as now we have super high tech drones 
and super high tech, you know, stuff like that. Like you used to have to rent a helicopter to get some of the aerials and Justin Booth would be out there hanging out the back of the helicopter doing the, doing the damn thing. And now, you know, we'll just send Joe Gidry up there with the drone and, and send it and see what happens. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a far cry from the days of having to rent a helicopter and having a $10,000 day as opposed to a, you know, a thousand dollar drone or $2,000 drone like flying around for the whole season. So you, you get some of the most epic aerials and, and the sick shots from stuff like that where you're like, wow, this is, and, and I wish we would have had the drones back in the day, like when we were in Queenstown, New Zealand and some of the most insane landscapes that I've ever seen. I'm still dumbfounded that we, we saw that stuff, you know what I mean? And, and now I would love to go back there with some of the technology that we have now. Yeah, it, it it's like a fucking movie nowadays. It's exactly. like uh very and, cinematic, right? Yeah, I mean, even like even some of these shots that we're seeing in this trailer. I mean, we have, we have an upside down car. We got the plane. We got the helicopter. Um, we got the ball on fire. We got the we got the aerial shot of the uh, of the two people trying to break the plexiglass, or it looks like they're gonna try to break break the plexiglass and some sort of elimination. Um, man, Scott, they don't even have to put like cameras on shoulders anymore they 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 like hold a camera and it just kind of like moves they just like hold it in their hand dude it's not even like heavy anymore i'm pretty no, sure no, no. they still have those they still have those don't get it twisted they uh, still have the they still to this day they still have those super heavy gnarly cameras that go on their shoulders and then they're still running with the crew doing that stuff like with all that stuff they're still doing that but they're adding all that stuff that you're talking about as well. So there's, there's, I mean, instead of having three angles on a shot, we have 12 or 15. You know what I mean? So it's, it's insane. And they're all super high def, badass shots. Um, last time we talked to you, TJ, I believe was before War of the Worlds had aired. And it's funny that, you know, people were always clamoring for like a fresh meat three. I said, I was telling them, I'm like, you guys just got it. It was called War of the Worlds. They just called it something different. Half of that cast were newbies, people that you didn't know who came from other shows, some shows that equipped them very well for the challenge, you know, people coming from a survivor or a survival of the fittest and stuff like that. And other people coming from the bachelor and the bachelorettes of the world and the Geordie Shores and whatnot. Basically half of your cast got turned upside down. You brought up, I would say most of those people back for War of the Worlds 2 and now we are kind of hitting a middle stride where you've kind of trimmed some of the fat and you've you've kept a lot of the British people and the newer cast members and we're still now getting some old favorites returning like Anissa and Wes and Nani and whatnot. My main question to you is, you know, in the, I can't remember the last time where in a calendar year the challenge casting pool got turned upside down the way that it did. You know, how would you quantify the effect that all these new cast members have had on the show as far as from where you sit? Um, there's, there are some very good looking people that have entered the seasons, um, as, as we speak. Like when I, when I look at this cast that they did for this show, I'm like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. These are all like model slash athletes in this, in this crew. And they, this is one of the most impressive casts I've seen in a while. And, and a couple of the new kids really, really impressed me. Um, and I was like, wow, these, these dudes are going to be forces in the future. No doubt about it. 
Do you think that, you know, uh, obviously the show airs all over the world and, you know, occasionally you would have a cast member from, from another country and whatnot, but, you know, the show got very British for a while and, you know, there's still a little bit of residual, uh, Britishness still, but I mean, last year, I mean, half of the casting pool were from the UK. Um, was it ever explained to you what was the decision to kind of infuse the challenge casting pool with so many people from across the pond? Is it sort of an effort to make the show equally, if not as you know, more popular over there? Do they feel like they do a good job with reality TV and we want to kind of steal some of that energy? Because to me, it was just such an overhaul that we never got clued in on why that decision was made. I think. Uh, I think, I mean, your guess is as good as mine because I'm not in on those meetings. But at the same time, I'm very glad they did because some of those people that they brought are television gold. Uh, I would say 99% of them are amazing. Um, you know, you have like, like Kyle is, is a great addition for the show. I think, I think he's, he's real funny. He's real cool. And, and, uh, he brings a lot to it. Then you have like Jogan or whatever, Rogan and, and Joss, like these two models who are like the most incredibly built humans on the planet. And, and they, they are good at things. And they're also ladies, men, you know what I mean? Then you have the crazy chicks that are hilarious, like Melissa and all them. It's, it's just, there's a lot of cool vibes coming from the UK. You know what I mean? And, and I think us infusing anywhere, essentially anywhere in Europe is into our show and being the first show to kind of do that and really embrace it to where it's a one world show because we have so many people on our crew from so many different countries that for us to represent all of those would be insane. But to have a heavy, heavy output from our brothers and sisters from across the, the pond is pretty awesome, I think. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's almost like they came from a different planet. You know, and I, I know that they're just from the UK, but it's like, you know, the, the, the extraordinary type of character and like, you know, the, the, the more than just life type of people that are coming from this, this planet, you know, really it makes you look twice and, 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 and try to like sniff them out. I remember the first time I met Rogan, um, it was, it was sort of in a bunker, um, it was like, it was both of us just like sniffing out like the English accent. You know, we're just kind of like sniffing each other like dogs, you know, yeah. kind of just feeling each other out. Like, what is this thing? And, yeah. and, uh, and I think that, you know, that kind of translate into the TV world and in, in entertainment where all of us, you know, old school challenge fans, whether they're old school or new school, we're all just sitting here like, what the fuck are they going to do next? And, yeah. you know, how are they gonna, how are they gonna butt heads with these other extraordinary superheroes from America? Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, totally. And then, and it's kind of a, you know, they, they get a little bit of pride, but at the same time, you know, like country pride or whatever, but it, it's, it's, they, they have friendships as well. And like friendships cross boundaries and you're like, oh my God, that's pretty cool. Like, that just because they're from the same country doesn't mean they have to stick with the same crew or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they can, they can also cross lines and they can also cross barriers. And they're like, there is no wall or barrier to, to suppress somebody. You know what I mean? Cause building a wall, you know, 
whatever side of the fence you're on, not only is it keeping people out, but it's also keeping you in. So it's, it's, it's sheltering you from, from actually spreading your wings. You know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't want cages, right? So why would you put a cage around the country type thing? And said, that's how it is. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, I'd love to get your opinion on Turbo, who I think is the, the most, you know, uh, of the, of the casting influx we saw there, you know, he is wholeheartedly an individual. Not only is he the only person taken from Turkey, but I feel like he, uh, there's never been anyone on the show like him. I've never really even seen anyone like him on a reality show in the States other than maybe Ultimate Fighter or something like that. Um, he comes in, wins his first season, arguably one of the toughest seasons ever, comes back for his second season, and I think some of the fish out of water stuff bit him in the butt. He obviously gets into the altercation with Jordan and kind of indirectly sends himself home. Then he doesn't do the last season. So within the last year, you saw a season where Turbo was at his best. Then Turbo was at his worst, at least from a mental standpoint. And then a season without Turbo. So TJ, I'd just love to know your overall thoughts on him and whether you think he should be kind of a welcome addition to the to the challenge co- competition pool, or you think he's sort of maybe going to be a one and two and done guy who's off to other things like movies and and other things like that. Uh, you know what? It's it's his world, actually, Scott. Like he can do whatever he wants, man. The guy's he's a pretty well rounded human being. Like the guy's pretty cool, man, and he he's a good dude, and yeah, he. He freaked out a little bit that one time and got let let the mental game get a get a hold of him. But he's he's not that dude. Like he's a very kind individual and 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 tough as nails too. So I'm glad that there, nothing was was no no punches were thrown or anything. <laughs> nobody, nobody got their head kicked off. Everything's cool. Everything's like nice and legit and copacetic. No, he had no deaths on the on the challenge there that 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 round. So. Um, Everything was cool, man. I just, I, I, I think he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And the guy's, the guy's a beast, man. So I would love to have him back and I would love to have him as a staple in our show for sure. Him and, you know, and, and the rest of the cast that, that keep coming back that are just so fun to watch. He, he's, he's a badass. Where does that win rank for you as far as, you know, we, uh, it's rare, I think, at least, you know, when you look at the challenge wins out there, you got a lot of team wins, you got a lot of doubles wins, and there's not that many individual wins, and he comes in rookie season, wins that really hard final, doesn't go necessarily into an elimination along the way, but to me, it was one of the most impressive wins of all time. Where does that stack up in, in the kind of wins that you've seen over the years? Um, it's, I mean, it's pretty cool, but the, the, the season that's getting ready to start right now is, is the most impressive because you have to go into an elimination. You can't skate by. And that to me is, that's what's up. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're getting, getting people coming after you and you have to go to a new elimination as well, and there's people trying to set you up and trying to to backdoor you and this, that, and the other thing. And then you're, you're still making it happen. Like that is what I want to see. I want to see you do something like that. You skate to a final and you win the final. It's like, eh, okay. But this, you have to go to into elimination. So you will see whoever, whoever is going to make it to a final, you will see them going into a, an elimination at some point during this season. See, Scott, it's not Rogan's fault. It's not Cars Colt's fault. It's fucking Turbo's fault that this season is you got to go into elimination to make it to the final. Um, my, <laughs> question, 
My question is, is there's been a lot of, I don't think it's been debatable, but you've been around many, 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 uh, final challenges. And, you know, we, I've been in a few, um, we've all seen them. Uh, where does that final rank for you? Cause in our minds, in all of our minds, the way people were just dropping like flies, having a jog through hundred, de- look like hundred degree weather in the sand. I know what it's like to jog outside for, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, uh, on a, on an 80 degree day, let alone wherever the fuck you guys are at for this final. Where is that final rank? The one that Turbo had won the first war, uh, with all the rest Namibia? of Namibia. Is it Namibia? Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, that one is, is probably the hardest one. I, I, I think that was, that was the hardest one that I've seen in a minute, dude. Like that, that was a big deal. Um, so I, I would have to say that he, he, he definitely brought it on that one. All right. Now you set me up perfectly to get this question in there. I know it's going to sound like I'm beating a dead horse because it was a year ago now, but all right. So toughest final you guys have ever done. Whole season, we got teams of two, uh, and then breaks down into individuals. Then we get to this final, and you, you know, the way it's laid out, you've got men, you've got women all competing in the same final. Only the top three places get money. Only the top three places get a spot in your helicopter. Ninja comes in fourth, essentially beating every other woman on the show. She's the only woman to finish, as you mentioned, the hardest final in the history of the show, and she doesn't get a dollar, and she has to take an Uber home. How did you feel about that? Do you feel like that was just a, a bad construction, or do you think that every now and then it's okay to just award the top three regardless of sex? Because to me, I think that, look, I understand that there are times where there's gender-neutral competitions and whatnot, but I just feel like, man, she goes all the way, hardest final ever, and nothing to show for it, doesn't even get to call herself, say, the female winner of that season. Did that bother you at all at the time, or you were cool with it? No, no. You know what? I, I kind of was bothered by it on paper, but when I saw it play out, I was, I was stoked. I was like, man, that's legit. She got fourth because she could have won. It was very, very simple. It, there was a lot of things that were equalizers on the show. And not only, you know, is she lighter and, and more in shape than, than somebody or whatever, like she could run further than, you know, who, whoever else was on the, on that season. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but, but, uh, like she's, but it was all came down to math. Car Maria was killing it and then couldn't do the math thing right. Cause there was numbers and, and, and exhaustion. You, you add in all those things and that is what it is about is keeping your head clear and can you keep your head clear. It's not necessarily the most physically, oh my God, this is the most brutal thing in the world because you can walk. If you can walk, you can ride. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're going, you're even up, down, doesn't matter what hills, doesn't matter sand, snow, doesn't matter any of that stuff. You have to go through whatever you have to go through and everybody has to go through it. But at the same, like my wife smoked me in a triathlon. And, and, and she's a girl, you know what I mean? And I started right before her, but I was just so shot. I couldn't even come close to hanging. Like she's just a badass human. And that's, that's exactly what is going on with them. You know, like any, any woman on the planet who is a, a, a super gnarly triathlete or whatever, but doesn't have the mental capacity to hang in the house is going to get smoked or 
any woman in the world who has the mental capacity that has that is also a super gnarly triathlete or, or a super gnarly climber or whatever, but has the mental capacity to kill people like that, she's going to do it. You know what I mean? She's going to smoke all the dudes on the show. No problem. So I couldn't be a sexist like that and be like, no, nah, she couldn't have won because she could have. Easy. It all came down to the end right there. And, and she had it right within her grasp. She's also involved in a controversial moment on uh, the last season. Her and Laurel, the very famous elimination. Of course, it becomes famous for a lot of reasons. Laurel, her overreaction, doing the, the suck it thing that turns into a gift that will keep on gifting for years to come. Um, that, I think, was one of those, these bewildering moments as a viewer because you truly don't know um, what's going on, how long all that stuff takes you know, to kind of figure it out and iron it out and whatnot. We interviewed probably every cast member that was there last season and got their take on it. I felt like everyone's take sort of aligned with what side of the alliance they were on. It seemed like everybody who was on Team Ninja sort of thought she had won, and everyone who was on Team Laurel thought she got screwed. You're obviously down the middle. As Derek said, you're the principal. You're the referee here. From where you sat, what went wrong with that thing? What could have been done differently, and who do you think uh, should have come out on top? Uh, was it Ninja, and was it fair the way it played out? Well, it it definitely was fair the way it played out because – she did miss uh, uh, one of the holes and, and missed one of the holes to put the, the, the plug-ins. So the hold or whatever, the, the stick to hold it, to climb up to the top. And, and all of the antics aside, Ninja was acting a full before the event. So she was like, you know, so there was no bias there, or no, you're acting a fool. So we're going to take it away from you because she was acting crazy and acting, you know, super snobby about it as, as we pull up, as they pulled up in the, in the bus, I could just hear her saying, you know, how stoked she was to see a climbing wall and how bad she was going to smoke, you know, uh, Laurel and everything else. And then Laurel went out there and just killed it, did really good. She just missed that thing. But instead of climbing down and calmly finding where she missed, you know, the hole, and it's right there. She just, she could have done it easy. And she did do it after I said, no, that that's not right. She actually did come down and do it and found it and everything. And then it was a race to the top. And obviously Ninja's a climber. That's what she does. So it, it all came down to the end. And like, if, if she would have just not argued and just said, oh, I, I, that's not a, that's not a hole. Then she might've had a shot, but I, I don't remember exactly how it all played out and how it all went down. But I just know that, that I look at the, the, uh, producers to, to triple check like what's going on because we always have somebody, you know, something is always, if it can go wrong, it will 100%. You know how that is. And so, you know, and on that one, it was like, all right, there's a lot of a lot of holds, a lot of things, a lot of rules. We gotta just keep it keep it real and, and so it was tough, man. But but it all worked out in the end. I mean, it is what it is. The the right person won. Um, you know, she was supposed to win and she did and she, it, it is what it is. But I, I really feel bad about that one because Laurel was such a beast 
And then she acted so crazy at the end. I'm like, Oh no, don't do that. Like, that's not good. You messed up. Like, and, and then, you know, it all played out, whatever, but yeah, yeah. we beat the hell out of that horse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to, to, to Ninja's defense in, in some ways to her, to her giddiness, I don't know if either you guys follow her or follow the ninja community. And as far as like having, you know, different, different breeds come from different planets, like the UK people, like, I think that the ninja community in some ways is a different breed and they get really fucking giddy about like climbing shit and hanging on shit. Like, dude, I I just saw something she posted. They literally have things hanging from their stairs to like hang on like a banana like a stick to like sit there and like like it like it's exciting for them to sit there and just hang off a of shit for long periods of time you know so for yeah. her to like see this fucking tree like i can only imagine she's just i i i i get it now since i follow some people in the ninja community this is what they love to do you know yeah totally TJ, who do we uh, have to send a box of chocolates to? Because we've been clamoring for this uh, elimination rule to be put into place for quite some time. You know, obviously in some seasons it comes into play more than others. Last season was just an absolute disaster as far as out of the, I think it was 12 people in the final. I think only, you know, four of them had actually seen an elimination. On the winning side, only one of the winners, Jordan, had actually gone into an elimination. So I'm glad they finally, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Whose idea was that and is that something you guys have been circling for a while now and now is just the time to implement it or are you answering maybe some of the i don't want to say complaints but some of the chatter of the challenge universe out there the maniacs who do kind of call for this thing every year it seems like uh, um no i think danny wasco would be a good start he's one of the producers <laughs> the executive producers on the show he's a badass dude and he he uh he might have had something to do with that one and uh justin booth justin booth is is, is a big part of it as well. And so him, um, Justin Booth, Emer Harkin is, is, uh, definitely somebody to thank for, for that. This season is, is, is nuts. And I'm not sure about who exactly came up with that, that rule, but I think Danny Wasco, if I had to guess. It's a lot of people sitting at keyboards that I think think that they came up with it. Um, and I, I, I want to say, like, I hope that you guys are open to the idea where, you know, it's funny. You think back to some of the early seasons of the challenge before eliminations even existed. And people got just – they got voted off the show by just kind of people saying, hey, we, we want to send you home. Then you guys came up with the brilliant idea of eliminations, and that's sort of been implemented ever since. Is the door open for this to be a rule going forward? Did it – without telling us too much, did it serve its purpose? Do you keep talking about how badass this season is? Is a lot of that due to the fact that everybody had to prove themselves? I think so. Yeah, man. I think uh, definitely had something to do with it. I don't know if it's going to last or not, but uh, I like it, and I'm definitely not against it. Yeah. Um. You. Know, I just want to stay on this uh, on this War of the Worlds too, real quick. Um. So we talked about the Ninja Laura elimination, but there were tons of big surprises. And when you see it in, in real life, 
um, I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's a big surprise to you too. Like, I don't think you were expecting the Ninja Laurel elimination to go down the way it did from both sides. Ninja being like overzealous and Laurel being overzealous and then it fucking coming down to who knows what in the end. But how about some of this other stuff? We had the Jordan Tory proposal in the elimination. What the fuck? We had the, the Georgia backstab where Joss is literally sitting there like, having to make this decision while everyone's yelling at him. You had the West blind side where I'll be honest with you, TJ, I've never seen anyone get elbowed in the back of the head the way the guy did in that elimination. And then you had CT throw a challenge. Um, Do any of these kind of stick out more than the other, um, you know, just, just for you, like what what were you, you know, throwing off the most uh, by, by with any of these scenarios? Uh, Man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, I, I definitely couldn't believe that CT threw that challenge, but, but it's, it's a game that's, that's bigger than me uh, on that front. You know what I mean? Like, you guys all yeah. have your own alliances. You have your own stuff. You have your own things that's going on. And, and I can't pretend to know what's exactly going to happen and what's going on with it. So that one to me was the biggest surprise. I was like, dude, there's no way that CT would ever throw an elimination or throw a challenge. And, and then he did. And I was like, what the hell? And that's the one that bummed me out the most. But like, like I said, there's, there's more to it than what's going on. So I couldn't say anything. I was just like, yeah, whatever. We, yeah, uh, we hadn't seen it. We hadn't seen a team challenge in a while, TJ. And I'm not going to lie from where I sit. I don't know that after that one, I'm necessarily clamoring for another big team construct challenge again anytime soon. And part of the reason is for what you just said. I think, I mean, these, these cast members, particularly the CTs and the Johnnies and the Wes's and the Kara's and, and, and the Derek's who have been playing for years, they know how to manipulate these rules and the way that the voting blocks go and the idea that, Hey, once you can start voting in people from your own team, it becomes more about who you want in the game. And you almost would rather weaken your own team than see somebody who could be towards the end of the game and butt heads with you and whatnot. And, and, and once you get to that level of manipulation to where you have people that are throwing challenges, you have people that, you know, are getting all the way to the end without going into eliminations. I just wonder if the the big team challenge days uh, should maybe be behind us. It seems like this one, I don't know, uh, you know, how much is out there. It seems like this one is getting down to the bread and butter of, you know, whether it's a single, you know, competitor challenge or not. It seems like it's not a big team A versus team B. How do you feel like that experiment going back to the team format worked? Is it something you'd be open to seeing again or are you good with departing from that for a few? Um, I, I like, I like how it is, dude. I like, I like going, you know, more, more individual, more two person, three person team max. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I like that style better because you have more to lose. Uh, but you know, it is what, I mean, it's, it's whatever they come up with, man. It ain't my call. So I just, I just do what they say. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> you know, let's do it. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it has to stay. I think it has to stay constantly varied. I think it has to stay 100%. constantly varied. So you know, to kind of like pique our interests every time. I think this whole elimination thing, you know, gotta go and eliminate. I think that's the that's what everybody's talking about right now. There's a bracket out right now with all the eliminations, the reoccurring eliminations. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm in too. I'm with you on that. 
Yeah, who, cool. Who are you? I mean, I know Derek's got to always be when the, when the cast walks out for that first shot where you greet everybody, TJ. Because I, I forget, you. I think you've told me in the past that, that either that or shortly before that is when you start to really just find out who's on the show. You're not necessarily getting a big download weeks in advance. Um, I'm sure it's a little bit somber when you look over. You don't see our man Derek over there. But other than him, was there anybody that you didn't see this time out that it surprised you? Because, I mean, there's a couple people who I, I think have been as integral uh, to the both the story lines and the competition and the finals of the last two or three or sometimes even seven seasons that we didn't see back this season who when you looked over at that group and you kind of start looking at the faces and doing the recognition were you the most shocked oh wow they're not doing this one huh no i don't i don't i don't ever see anybody like that i don't ever say okay well i guess he's not here he's not here because i'm so concentrated on trying to learn everybody's name and like <laughs> who, who everybody is like is it there's so many new kids on there on there and I'm like, oh man, I gotta I gotta know this dude's name, that dude's name, you know what I mean? That girl, this girl, that girl. And I'm like, who's that? Like you know what I mean? So so it's not necessarily who's not there. It's oh my god, who are these people? Like some of the some of the new kids, like that girl Jennifer, like she's a uh some kind of a amazing race queen something or no, I don't I don't even know what she did, what show she came from, but she was like a uh, she's a model and a, uh, Jennifer I mean, Lee, not Jennifer been. West, right? Jennifer Lee, you're talking. So there's two Jennifers. Jennifer Lee, yeah, Jennifer Lee, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's two, there's Jen, Jennifer, and, and I think there might have been not one, third one, I'm not sure. But yeah, Jen Lee, <laughs> Jen Lee, uh, she, she, she was like a real pretty girl. I was like, gosh, she's not gonna last long. <laughs> and I mean, I was like thinking that stuff to myself, like as I come out there, but they surprise me sometimes, like little T, uh, or Big T rather, Big T, um, she surprised me in that season that you're talking about, like the, the when we just filmed like a little while ago. The Wars. Not the, the one Wars. That, yes, the Wars one. <laughs> she, she's badass. Like she was so hard and, and so funny and so cool, and I liked her a lot. So like she she was a new addition. I think she was really cool too. So I like I like uh Big T a lot. I like um, Jay, who's a new kid that came in. He's real cool. You'll see him. He's, he's like a really, uh, climber guy, you know, down to earth climber guy, you know, who likes to hang off stuff. Um, so you're right. I think, I think the, the ninja guys always like the climbing and the hanging off stuff. And they think that they have this crazy advantage of it, but they don't realize that they're, they're all, when they're a ninja warrior, Everybody is a ninja warrior. All you have to do is just go line up on the line. You know what I mean? You're a ninja warrior. Like, like doesn't mean necessarily that you're, you're, you're good at what, what it, whatever it is that they're doing over there. Like there's, there's teachers that are ninja warriors, school teachers. There's, you know what I mean? There's the, the mailman is a, is a ninja warrior. It just depends on whoever they, they, they sign up for the show that day, whoever made the show on the casting call and that's who's a ninja warrior. So, they they shouldn't be super like we're we're so good because and you know until they till they really feel the challenge house and what time it is at the challenge house like it's a different deal dude it's a different 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 show it's a whole lot harder to come from the challenge house and go do these things that these these challengers kids do than it is to come from your home home and go out downtown or go to from a hotel and a perfectly great meal and everything else, and then go do an obstacle course of whatever, you know what I mean? And, and 
the challenge, the, the Ninja Warrior challenges are definitely hard. No doubt about it. And they're real hard and real, you have to have a lot of skill, but the mental game is not even close, dude. Not even close. And that's number one thing in sports is mentality, right? So if you have the right mental game, you're, you're Black Mamba and you're, you're draining three points all day. You're, you're not even, it's not even close. What, what's, what's what? You know what I mean? Like look at Conor McGregor just gets in everybody's head before the game is even, he already won before the bell rung. You know what I mean? In 90% of the fights. So it's, it's, that's exactly what's going on at the challenge house. Same thing. Um, I know you got to run TJ. We're, uh, we're in the, I'll, I'll just ask him this and you can, you can wrap it up D. We're in the middle of our challenge madness bracket. I don't know if you've seen any of this. It's sort of like a fantasy elimination tournament. We have put together 64 guys, 64 girls who have been on the challenge from season one all the way to season 35. And we're letting people vote. We're getting thousands of votes per poll and that's who advances. So we're in the sweet 16. I'm just going to ask you some of these. Now, these are fantasy matchups. Some of these are people who never played against each other. And, you know, you can kind of in your head, you can picture a particular elimination or whether you want to think kind of overall elimination, who you think would come out on top. I just love to get your thoughts. Um, and I'm going to go with some of the ones that we've already seen play out just because I don't want to sway anybody's votes. But who do you think would win an elimination between Landon and Turbo, TJ? Uh, Turbo. Ooh, Turbo. Interesting. Wow. See, that's very telling. And, and you've seen both these guys close up and, uh, uh, people actually went with Landon on that. But I mean, I haven't seen Landon. I haven't seen Landon for a minute, but, but I mean, he's got to be 10 years older. Than oh, Turbo. sorry. Sorry. Ah, let me, let me, let me, oh, let me, uh, let me give you the caveat. Sorry. Asterisk. So the asterisk is, is that this is in their prime. So you're taking prime Landon. Oh, so the oh, best Landon oh, you ever so saw. So you're going to rewind it? Yeah. Uh, Landon, Landon has done so many, so many challenges. You know, Landon was like he's coming from the OG. So, what, what, what any elimination? Yeah, I think it's basically you know yeah. exactly whatever you deem to be the ultimate proving ground as far as eliminations go. You know, you don't have to pick one that would ultimately favor one or the other more. Yeah. Like if there is sort of an even playing ground, you think would favor both of them that would really decide I, for I you. I basically say like Hall Brawl is is the end all be all. Yeah, uh, I think Hall Brawl and, and or. Uh, when you got a, uh, Paul Russell. Yeah. So Paul Russell or Hall Brawl are the two eliminations for me that really prove a lot. And, and I think that if you do Paul Russell, Turbo wins. Mm. And, and if you do Hall Brawl, mm, I think Turbo wins. Yeah. There Turbo wins that. Hey man, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I think Landon, Landon, I get, gets a lot of respect from that generation. And I know it's recency sort of reverse bias. People are hesitant to anoint people this soon, but, uh, you know, Turbo it just looks tough to beat in, in a lot of stuff. Yeah, so. dude, he's real, real hard and real good. And like, he's a, a wrestler and, you know, a, a kickboxer and he's, he's good at a lot of things. Um, let me give you one on the female side. Evelyn, who obviously we haven't seen in a while, she kind of left on top a la kind of a Barry Sanders-like career. She was dominating, and then she just like, peace, challenge in the rear view. Evelyn or Kill a Cam? Evelyn. Yeah, and, and she's gnarly, dude. And, like, Evelyn was so hard and and so good at things that they were, like, I wouldn't want to go against her and like these are dudes talking that were like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm good. Like, like she was that girl. 
and 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 she's just a badass chick. Like I liked her a lot. And I I wish so bad she'd come back because I don't I don't know uh, I haven't seen her in ten years probably. But but she was she was a beast. You'd almost want to have an Evelyn ten years later just just to just so other girls can compete with her. Yes, a hundred percent, bro. Because she was so dominant. You know what I, I mean? Like there was yeah. no chance when she would go into an elimination. Like there's just no chance. Like you didn't have a chance. Like. Like there was no way that that anybody. I mean, in Cam, she she's still like uh, she's gnarly, but she like still has that that female part of her that you're you're like okay cool she's really good, but Cam uh, uh, Evelyn would would she's just a gnarly gnarly beast. So it sounds like you would take I Evelyn really, you take Evelyn over Cam or Leroy pretty much. I think wait, is what wait, you're the, saying. The, it depends, man, because uh, Leroy, yeah, no, no. he has a hidden gem, man. Leroy has a hidden gem. He's got, like, this thing that he could dig down deep and really hurt somebody if he needs to. Um, so I think that he's – he's. I don't know how good of a – of a like, like long haul he, he's – if he's going to be very good. Like, I don't know if he could have finished that, that, that final in Namibia. Back in the day, War of the Worlds. I don't know if he could have, um, but he's he's for the short sprint. Uh, I put my money on Leroy a lot of times. Yeah, and and for the record, we're probably not going to see Evelyn Leroy in a hall brawl. No, Scott. no, 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 we're not. No, no, not, not, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. And, and if we did, then Leroy would completely <laughs> run her over on accident. Um, yeah. The last hypothetical I want to ask you about, and then D, you can wrap it up. Is this yeah. is one? I mean, you might have an answer right away, but I think this is a thinker. Uh, Rachel Robinson versus Ashley Mitchell. Rachel. Just right out the gate, just Rachel. You just said yeah, she was a Rachel, beast. Like 100. percent Yeah. 100. percent Yeah. 100. percent Rachel's gnarly. Like she's she's bad. She's she's real bad, and she works out hard a lot. And 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 now that um, Ashley Mitchell. Oh, uh, Ashley. Yeah, Ashley. Uh, she's the one that won the million dollars. So she's not necessarily having to work out quite as hard as Rachel mm, is right now. Interesting. So once you get that kind of money. It's hard to get up out of silk PJs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, cheers to that. My my last uh, my, my last question is: I just want you to hype this season up, man. This is it. This is the most dangerous we've ever seen. You know, I wanna. You know, I wanna. You know, we've seen the cars on the side. We're we're all kind of like bracing for the rules. We're all you know waiting to see you know the elimination with the ball on fire. You know, as opposed to kicking the ball on fire, they can put it in their hands, let them wrestle for it. This is the type of shit that I'm excited for. We got the helicopters, we got the bunker, um, we got the gnarly madness intros. Is this shit gonna be fucking gnarly or what? Bro, it's gonna be next level. Like, like it is the next level. Like when you see something and you're like, man, I really want to do that, and then they go and do it. It's like, whoa, and that's happened a lot in this show, man. A lot. Like I've seen. I've seen them do things and I was like, man, I really wish I was in the challenge right now because they are doing something really cool that I would love to do. And that, that's, that's what kind of season it is. It's something to bring it back to where you were like wishing that you were on the show. Yeah. I'm, 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 and, and a lot of times like these shows, like one, one last thing is at any moment, if something went wrong, somebody, 
could have died. That's how gnarly it is. So, Ooh. so that's how gnarly and dangerous this show is. Like that it's a very calculated risks, but the calculator was broke. Wow. You, you mentioned, you mentioned, yeah, I mean, look, that nobody <laughs> can sell a season like you, teach. You mentioned you uh, weren't really a sports fan until you guys got the Golden Knights. You guys are getting the, the, the now defunct Oakland Raiders are coming to Vegas. Are you going to become a Raiders fan? Uh, who are we getting? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting Marcus Mariota, bro. Uh, you know what, man? We, we got, uh, we have, uh, uh, our, our quarterback. His name is Derek Carr. Yep. And, and somebody was like, Oh, there's Derek Carr. And I was like, who? And then the guy's like, Derek Carr. And I was like, and, and we were in Starbucks and, and, and right up the street from my house. And, and I was like, Hey, um, and I went up to him and, and we shook hands. He was a really nice guy. And then he left. And then I was like, man, that guy's going to be badass. Dude. He's really cool. That was our quarterback. And they're like, yeah. And I go, what was his name? Jared? What? What? And they're like, he was like, no, Derek, Derek Carr. And I, I was like, oh, okay. So then I talked to him on Instagram and I found him and everything because he's, he's just, he's a really sweet dude. Like I like the guy. And I was like, man, I'd like to play golf with that guy. So, so I now am a Raiders fan because of that guy. He's good. Dude, yeah, yeah. And, and apparently he's good because he's a starting quarterback, right? So I was just hoping that we weren't going to get Tom Brady because um, I don't want him <laughs> to replace uh, Derek Carr. That's our guy. Yeah. yeah. See, and you wanted his name to be Jared because you didn't want another Derek to have to infiltrate your heart. Obviously, the one on the line right now is the one nearest uh, and dearest to your heart. Uh, but now you got another one. Starting quarterback. Very true, man. Right. Very true. Now <laughs> I got right. a couple right. Derek's right. in my phone. I love it, dude. Well, dude, thank you so much for giving us the time. We really appreciate no, no it. No worries, and, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Take care of yourself. Yeah, man. Be, be careful with all, right. all the fucking pandemic shit, man. All the best to you and your fam, bro. All right. You too, Stay man. Safe, Take dude. care, guys. Yep. Thank you, brother. There he is, Mr. TJ Lavin. Uh, he's great and uh, always, you know, just gives us it's, – it's so funny. It's like, you know, you ask him a ton of questions and, and you know, I don't think he's skirting around anything. You can hear him kind of thinking and he genuinely uh, has an opinion on a lot of stuff. When he tells you he hasn't thought about it or he didn't think of it that way, I genuinely believe him. He's not giving a, a political answer. He's just telling me, hey, when these cast members walk up, I don't know who have them are. I got to remember their name. I can't be thinking about whether Paulie and Carr are there. Yeah, no, t- to me, what caught me, man, is, is, is that last line. I don't know if you caught that, but you know, I was like, yo, hype me up for this most dangerous challenge th- theme that you guys are all plugging on TV and social media and what the fuck that means. Cause I've done some dangerous shit and I don't believe you. Like these shows, like uh, one, one last thing is at any moment, if something went wrong, somebody could have died. That's how gnarly it is. So, Ooh. so that's how gnarly and dangerous this show is like that it's a very calculated risks, but the calculator was broke. That's basically what I was saying to me. And he said, you know what? He goes, imagine going through every step you can to keep everybody safe and it not being completely safe. Now I'm talking about the most dangerous challenge ever. So I'm like, fuck bro. He just basically told me that we are this close to possibly killing somebody on this next challenge. So I, 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 you take it how you want to take it, man. I'm taking like, I'm going to watch this thing on April 1st, Scott. 
I mean, I, I really cannot wait for Total Madness. I was pumped before, but now given, as I said, the life circumstances, I'm, I'm really pumped to sink our collective teeth into this season with you. What a way to kick it off with TJ Lavin here to give his two cents and to hype us up. I mean, I, after that, if you're not hyped for this challenge, I can't help you. Someone's got to check your pulse. Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania is where we're going to be pu- pumping out multiple bonus podcasts a week, I think. Just out of sheer boredom, I'm not going to lie. But also to reciprocate all the new po- patrons we've had these past few weeks. And we can't thank you guys enough for showing your support of the podcast. So many patrons who have actually upped their patronage and, and sent emails just really just want to help us out, help us get through these times where, as I said, we don't have the live show revenue to, to kind of, you know, be such a big part of what helps Challenge Mania go every year. So look, whether you're contributing on that end or not, just by listening to this podcast, you're doing your part. And just by staying inside, you're doing your part. So we appreciate you doing that. Challengemania.shop is always open. And before we end this podcast, should we do a little quick update of the uh, Challenge Madness bracket? We're winding down. We're on our way to the Elite 8D. Uh, we're currently in the midst of the Sweet 16. Looks like you're going to beat Kenny in this 2-3 to three matchup there. Um, but a lot of people out there are stumping for Kenny. Huh? What do you think out yeah. there? The Saniac well, podcast, making sure people know, hey, Kenny should win this thing. Gosh. Um, Did you see that? No, nah, I, maybe, maybe, I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, throw, throw me, throw, throw me the, th- throw me the fucking individual eliminations there, uh, uh, Saniac. Throw me the, throw me the coordination. I've bro. got it throw right here. Gas. I've got it right Where's here. The so Where's, I've got okay. it right here. Ready? Where's so the Kenny, wrestler at? let me get it's you cool. Kenny's Where's elimination. Kenny's elimination record as a solo competitor. Okay. Cause I don't think you know this. His only loss in a single elimination comes against Nehemiah and his wins are, nope, that's it. It's just the one loss. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> no, but no, somebody asked me this. Uh, I honestly do think Kenny would probably say you too. What do you think about that? Um, you know, it's funny. It's it's like, <laughs> okay. So, truth be told, the next time I'm coming to New York, the next time we do Transylvania live in New York, my first stop is to go and work out with Kenny and just do some bro time. He's like, no, 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 you just need to come in. I just kind of want to see where you're at. You know, I just want to kind of want to, you know, just to see where you're at with all this. And uh, not too many people know this either, but we uh, we jokingly went and did a, a Tough Mudder. I think it was in like October in Jersey. And it was fucking freezing. And it was just stupid that we did it because we literally jumped in water to complete this thing, to start it actually, run, jump off a fucking bridge into the freezing cold water, and it was like I think I, I felt what hypothermia possibly felt. I, I walked, I came out of the water, like I was like, I, 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 like my body wasn't ready for it, you know. Anyway, but I do think as waits. much as Kenny doesn't get credit for being too humble because obviously he he named himself Mr. Beautiful. He clearly, you know, obviously the guy spends a lot of time in the gym. Uh, obviously the guy, uh, you know, if you're talking about his prowess, you know, as an overall challenger or, you know, in the looks department uh, or as a guy who in the gym. But I do think if you ask him, Elimination, Derek, you, who deserves to win one of these polls, I honestly think he would say, uh, I honestly think he would say you. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I just, I was gonna make a joke going towards Joss after he, uh, he got a little worked up there during our, during our, uh, Joss, Derek versus Joss part two in the elimination bracket, basically. He got a little worked up, man. He got, you know. Took it a little like, personally. He's, he's like, I can fucking beat this guy, man. This is bullshit, you know? And I was gonna make a joke and I said, I was gonna say, you know, the, the grit of the gut over the shiny eight pack all day. 
And I, I don't know, I didn't because all the challenge maniacs came to my side and just fucking blasted them. So shout out to all the maniacs that had a, had a word or two with Joss, uh, during that, uh, during that fantasy matchup. Um, but no, I, I look, the guy can, I'm going to give him this. The guy has more charm. He's got more, uh, you know, he's got better politicking power, I think, uh, than I do, but I think I would take him in an elimination. So, uh, and we're talking in our prime. So it's like, you know, I, I still think, I still think, uh, you know, the grit of the gut will overcome the beauty of Mr. The face of Mr. Beautiful. Um, I think, I think, I think, I, I never feared the guy. I never feared the guy, you know, D1 wrestler. Uh, you know, I, me and him would wrestle all the time, all the time. You know, he would always be like, God damn, dude, how do you fucking have that? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's just. All right. So you look like you're going to the Elite Eight. You're going to take on either Johnny or Theo. That poll is going to run tomorrow. Uh, we do have Landon who beat Turbo in his poll. However, you heard it. Turbo gets TJ Lavin's vote. Not too sure whether he'd get mine or not, but honestly, when I, when I thought about it, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards what TJ said. And I will be doing a bracket too, by the way. We will do a full bracket recap over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. I will reveal my personal bracket. I want you to do one as well, D. Um, but, uh, what did you think about him saying that he thinks Turbo would beat Landon? Um, I, I, I disagree. I want to disagree with the pole wrestler, man. I, I don't think people really understand, um, uh, Landon's grip strength. I, I watched, you know, that elimination with, uh, uh, Ninja and, and, and Laurel that we beat, beat down so much. That tree, I've seen him climb a tree like that with his bare feet and bare hands up and down like he was an ape. I, I don't understand. I, I didn't understand what I was looking at. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, you look for flaws in, in Turbo. I think it is the most ultimate matchup because it's, it's hard to say that Turbo has any flaws. If, if he did, you know, Jordan kind of called him out on it, you know, and, um, you know, you got, you got you thinking a little bit, you know, Jordan got you thinking a little bit. Um, and, uh, and with Landon too, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's the ultimate matchup, man. I don't think it's so clean cut as if, you know, oh, just, just like that Turbo will win, but I guess, you know, we're all kind of, you know, just guessing on a whim. You know, like we have no idea what it is. It's hard to remember what Landon was really like, you know, um, but you can't, you know, three for four, you know, five and one eliminations. Um, you know, I'm more worried about, I'm more worried about, I'm more worried about what Derek and Cyrus is beach brawl is going to fare against Landon and Brad's, um, elimination in, in, in the challenges bracket. That's, oh, that's right, right, right. That old bracket. Yeah. Um, no, that's interesting. That's a fun one too. Uh, clearly they put a lot of work and effort into that to those asking. No, I don't think they stole the idea from us. They have to, I mean, that's things so complicated. They have to be working on that for weeks. So, um, what do you think of West versus Miz? That poll hasn't gone up yet. What are you going there? Uh, you know, for me, you know, Miz did some like, he did those like he was like a Susie Meister to me. He's like, how the fuck did you do that? How the hell? It's like he's he's smarter than you think. He's more athletic than you think. He's more agile than you think. You know, um, I thought he would. You know, he I thought he was a little bit smaller than you know, like because he's wrestlers. He's smaller for a wrestler, but he's kind of like stocky in real life. You know. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like you look at that Duel 2 West and you're like, you know, you know, that I think that that was his peak, you know, uh, or Duel 1, Duel 1, where he, he won the thing and then he beat me in the pole wrestle. You know, and, and, you know, I think I think Alan Aguirre was trying to say that Alan's peak was like last year, War of the Worlds won, you know, peak West. So it's like, you know, pick one and, and, and go, you know, against, you know, peak Miz, which I think was may have been Inferno 2. You know, where, you know, he won all the life shields. Um, he evaded elimination. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I probably, because, you know, I've, I've known, you know, Miz for a long time and I'm still like old school. I'd probably, I'd probably go with Miz. I'll probably go with Miz. Um, Jordan looks like he's going to take down Abram and go to the Elite Eight and meet Darrell, who's uh, currently beating Mark. Uh, Alton just edged out Evan. <coughs> Alton had two of the closest polls of the whole thing. He barely beat Zach at 51%, and then he barely beat Evan at 51%. So third-seeded Landon wow. going against – we haven't put up the poll yet. It's See? CT versus Brad, but go ahead. What were you saying? No, it's just that love for these old schoolers, man. It's like – I love seeing like the appreciation, like the Alton. Alton was still like, dude, he's, he was always, you know, before I seen him compete recently against, against me at the Universal Challenge, like, you know, he doesn't even work out and he's still got gas in the tank. He doesn't work out and he's still got fucking six to eight abs. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like he's one of those, you know, characters that we had back in the day. He's still, you know, he falls in line with like those, you know, five to 10 WWE WWF wrestlers that we all remember from back in the day. You know, he's like, he's either the Hulk Hogan, the ultimate warrior, the hacksaw, Jim Duggan, you know, that we always pull for, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I think you're the first person ever to mention those three. You're like, you know, those quintessential three wrestlers, Hulk Hogan, ultimate warrior and hacksaw, Jim Duggan. I think most people would say like macho man or, or Ricky Steamboat, or Bret Hart, or Shawn Michaels, or but hey, yeah, I love a good hacksaw, Jim what? Duggan, ho. Yeah, yeah, no, dude, Bret Hart, come on, man, those are. I uh, yeah. I love hacksaw, Top 10. Jim Duggan. Go ahead, good you guy. can go, you can name off all ten, dude, and we could probably, you know, maybe, maybe you and Alan want to do this one for one of his one of his articles on where you know you got you got your top ten like fit, prominent figures in challenge history, compare them to like the first ten you know, prominent figures of, of WWE, WWF when we were watching them and our, and when I was watching them in my Superman underwear as a kid, um, 22 minute episodes, you know, now turned 90 minutes now turned fucking WWE universe. Anyway, let's get to the ladies real quick. Uh, Emily looks like she's going to, uh, route Teresa. Oh no, that poll has not gone up yet, but you can only assume, uh, Camilla, <laughs> Camilla did beat, uh, no, I mean, what are you thinking here? I mean, come on. Uh, Emily Schramm, I think is going to, uh, Emily Schramm's going to have a tough, uh, road in the next round because Camilla did take out Susie. It's probably going to be Emily and Camilla there. Um, what'd you think about Camilla versus Susie that play out the way you think it should? You know, it, yes. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, look, I still think that, you know, that the, that Susie has a fighting chance, ha, you know, if she gets some sort of a, you know, oddball elimination, you know, I just mm. don't think she's going to out, out fight her, you know, out fight Camilla in her prime. Right. You uh, know, uh, and, and it's surprising to me that, you know, people are still kind of voting honest, you know, like I, 
And, you know, yeah, some respect. I, 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 thought, I thought Camilla could lose to Diem, but no, Camilla's uh, nope, really but, rolling here to the Elite Eight. But I like, I, I like that, you know, that the, you know, that the voters are kind of like sticking to their guns and, and just, uh, you know, you know, keeping, you know, keeping, you know, some of the things that they may think is, you know, they're, they're going ahead on head to head matchups. You know, I like that. I like it. You yeah. know, um, we have Laurel, uh, beating Tori deal. Looks like she's going to take on the winner of Ashley Mitchell and Rachel. We haven't put that up yet, but as we said, TJ would go with Rachel, uh, Cara Maria takes out Veronica. She's going to be taking on Sarah Rice in the elite eight. Who you got there? Cara Maria and Sarah Rice, uh, Cara beats Veronica. Sarah beats Tori Hall. Do you disagree with either of those? And who goes, who wins Cara Maria versus Sarah? That's, that's a nail biter. Uh, I think I went with Tori Hall over uh, Sarah. Mm. And, um, but, um, Sarah versus who? Um, it's going to be Sarah versus Cara in the next round. Ah, man, that's a dream matchup, dude. That's, that's good. Um, I, you know, I, it's just, Cara's smart, man. She's she's got the puzzle thing. She's strong. Um, I think God, it'd be so close. I think Cara. I think I'm going with Cara. Uh, and last but not least, up in the top left side of the bracket, it looks like Coral's going to edge out Jody in that three-two matchup, but it's still going on. Uh, and then ah. Evelyn, Evelyn, and Killa Cam uh, will be going up. Um, but you gotta expect Evelyn's probably, I mean, Evelyn was the first, uh, overall vote getter, uh, for the Hall of Fame. She got more votes than I think any guy and gal. So hard to think she yeah. loses to, to Cam. So let's, let's go ahead. Evelyn and Coral, a battle of Hall of Famers. Um, do you think Evelyn pulls uh, that out? I think the love for, for Coral is going to end up pulling Coral out on this one, even though everyone really? knows that. Evelyn, Evelyn does, Evelyn wins a, uh, you know, a beast, you know, you know, uh, some sort of okay. a physical. All yeah. right. Well, when this thing I plays think, out, we'll, uh, we'll talk about all this. Uh, we'll get your bracket. I want you to fill one out. I'm going to fill one out. We'll have Alan fill one out. Uh, we'll talk and, about that. And I still always have a thing for like the underdog. I don't mm. care. Like, I don't care like what it is. It's like, I kind of want this person to win. You know, it's weird. It's like, and I know it shouldn't be like who you want to win versus, you know, who you think will win. I'd still naturally like, you know, loom for the underdog to come out on top. You know what I mean? And that may be Coral. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who knows? We'll find out in a couple days. Um, We're hoping this thing will be done um, and it should be done by early next week. And uh, it'll just a a fun way to kind of roll the conversation in uh, into the madhouse Wednesday nights right after Total Madness. Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. Once again, thank you guys to everyone who's joined the pod squad. Thank you guys for supporting Challenge Mania in each and every way that you guys do so. I mailed out, I think, a 100 stickers between just random people on Twitter to pod squatters i just said send your addresses and i just picked at random and i just keep because i'm so bored i just literally just you know look i mean these are all stickers i bought for tampa and all these shows i mean derek hutex got a box of 100 uh, frisbees that uh we're supposed to be for tampa but um so i'm just you know kind of just trying to keep the you know keep pay it forward and keep the positivity and i know it, it's so rare that you get good news these days or you turn on the tv and read good news or turn on twitter and get good news and so i'm hoping that some of these people all oh, they go check the mail oh what the hell is this you know and some quirky address on it and it's a couple stickers from us so um 
few of those stickers are Madhouse stickers. The Madhouse starts on Wednesday. Uh, take pictures. Let us know where you put those stickers on your computer, on your speaker, on your car, wherever you want to put it. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate you guys. And uh, hope you guys have a good weekend. Stay inside. Stay safe. Best wishes to all your friends and family. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate you. Yeah. And let TJ hear it. Uh, he's so generous with his time with us. And I know with all you guys that see him, he tries to like him and respond to almost every tweet he gets. He's all, always great on Cameo. Uh, go check him out on Cameo. At TJ Lavin on Twitter. Let him know how stoked you are for the new season of the challenge. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. guys this ends your time here on challenge mania take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future the challenge mania shop is open head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it new designs and items added every few weeks maniacs time to mobilize check out challengemania.shop today little did i know when I joined Kaiser Permanente that it would be on my top 10 list for what has made this year great. I can see my physician, I can be referred to the lab, I can then be referred to the pharmacy all in the same building. You, you've got it all. I mean, it's, it's quality of care, it's compassion of care, it's convenience of care. It's terrific. Every medical case is unique. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Tone Out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash nebbia.